going to begin today with the news that came down Friday morning as UNC Chancellor Kevin Guskowitz officially announced that he's leaving Chapel Hill to take over as president at Michigan State University. January 12th will be his last day on the job after nearly five years as chancellor. He'll start the new position at MSU on March 4th. With more on Friday's announcement, here's 97.9 The Hills, Brighton McConnell. I hope to see you shortly as I get to know the university's campus communities and the network of global Spartans. Go green. That's part of Kevin Guskowitz's first video shared to the Michigan State community, released Friday within the hour of the school formally approving his hire as president. Speculation around the UNC Chancellor's front-running position for the role had swirled for weeks, with Guskowitz not saying much to Chapel Hill outlets or UNC community members about what caused him to be drawn from his current role. In that video, he shared perhaps his most direct statement yet. I pursued this opportunity because I believe that my values and vision align so well with those of Michigan State. And I share and admire your deep commitment to transforming lives through the power of teaching, research, and outreach. Guskowitz pointed to preparing students to take on pressing challenges of modern society and to contribute to democracy as key goals, things he also said he strived for at UNC. The new president also identified implementing Michigan State's strategic plan and upholding diversity and equity policies as critical to fostering a culture where the arts and humanities help advance the school's research efforts, while also valuing, quote, the voice of every member of our community. When first hired as an interim and again as a permanent chancellor in 2019 for UNC, Guskowitz hosted listening sessions and feedback opportunities for the campus community which was critical in the wake of Silent Sam's removal. Guskowitz pledged to do something similar at Michigan State once he begins the position, holding a, quote, listening and learning tour with students, faculty, and staff to get to better know their perspectives. Guskowitz told trustees on Friday, I have been part of building a culture of collaboration that I believe is unique uh, and has prepared me to work across disciplines and departments, and that I will make certain will happen at Michigan State University. The outgoing UNC chancellor will assume leadership of a university that seeks to recover from a series of high-profile scandals. Michigan State's latest permanent president resigned over having, quote, lost confidence in the action of the current board of trustees. The campus is also continuing to recover from athletics doctor Larry Nasser's sexual abuse of hundreds of women and girls, including on campus. And then this fall, Michigan State's issues with sexual misconduct arose again as they fired football coach Mel Tucker and came under scrutiny for how long administrators and trustees were aware of sexual harassment allegations. Guskowitz did not address those scandals directly in his opening remarks on Friday, but the new president alluded to the tumultuous few years of Michigan State's leadership. I know the past few years have challenged Michigan State, yet I see a great university with a strong historical foundation that can reach new levels of excellence through its powerful commitment to student success, knowledge, discovery, and land-grant service. For UNC, Guskowitz's departure leaves them in an unfamiliar position. In the 78 years of UNC having a chancellor, their hiring away from the job by another university is rare. The lone exception was UNC Chancellor Paul Sharp, who was hired away by Drake University in the 1960s just after 17 months on the job. At that time, Sharp was fighting against the recently adopted speaker ban law in North Carolina, which is believed to have contributed to his departure.
UNC System President Peter Hans, who issued a statement thanking Guskowitz for his commitment to Carolina, will be tasked with finding an interim leader and then will construct a search committee that will bring options to him. Neither UNC trustees nor the UNC system gave any indication Friday of a hiring timeline. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. You can visit our website, chapelboro.com, for more on that story, including the full video statement from Guskowitz, plus comments from campus leaders and public officials. Governor Roy Cooper was among those who weighed in, blaming Guskowitz's departure on a GOP takeover of the UNC governing boards and calling again for reform in the way those board members are selected. Cooper had appointed a bipartisan commission earlier this year to recommend reforms, but lawmakers have not taken action on them. Students, faculty, and staff are also sharing their own thoughts about the announcement, mostly expressing disappointment that Guskowitz is leaving and concern about the university's future. Deborah Stroman is a faculty member at the Gillings School of Global Public Health. In fact, Guskowitz was one of the people who hired her back in 2007. Speaking with us last week, she said the next chancellor is going to face a very big challenge. It's kind of challenging in the sense being a chancellor, being at Carolina, trying to make a difference, but yet also knowing there's a number of people who really don't believe in you and your background. But he was a difference maker. He was a change agent because generally at the chancellorship level, you don't have someone coming from the athletic sport side of the academic world ending up at UNC, ending up at an R1 institution at that level. But Kevin was able to do that. So I applaud him for that. It will be an attractive position, but there's always going to be a question mark. Do you want to come to UNC right now? Do you want to wait a few years and let that interim person try to ways or navigate the very uh, treacherous waters and then apply later? Or do you want to jump in and hopefully turn the ship or right the ship? Uh, but there's no doubt there are many, many folks who are questioning uh, UNC for all the right reasons, and they should. We shouldn't be in the news as much as we are for those negative things. I think some of the things that have happened to us over the past decade have been self-inflicted, and that's where we have to be better. That's where we have to challenge those who want to upset the values, the Carolina way, and what we've been able to do for, for many, many years. This is definitely a crossroads, which again, we can say mirrors our country right now. We're in a similar place. That's Deborah Stroman speaking there. Elsewhere in the news, we're now into the second and final week of the filing period for candidates running for office next year. Two candidates filed to run for Congress on Friday. That's U.S. House District 4, Democratic incumbent Valerie Fushi and our first Republican challenger, Eric Blankenberg. Meanwhile, in Durham, the city council will be making an appointment next month to fill the seat left vacant by Leonardo Williams when he got elected as mayor. The application period for that seat is open now through December 21st at the city's website, DurhamNC.gov. You have to be a resident of Ward 3 and a registered voter at least 21 years old. While candidates are filing to run for office next year, this year's election winners are beginning to take their seats. Tonight in Hillsborough, newly elected Mayor Mark Bell and Town Commissioner Megan Darab will be sworn in when the board meets at 7 p.m. And Kyle Ship will be sworn in as the new mayor of Pittsburgh, also at 7. Durham County Commissioners also meet tonight at 7. They'll get a presentation on Medicaid expansion and hold a public hearing on affordable housing. You can get the full agendas for all those meetings, plus a running list of all the declared candidates for office in Orange County next year up on our website, chapelboro.com. And visit Chapelboro for even more local news, including a piece from the UNC Media Hub on the company Barnes Towing, which has drawn a lot of complaints across Chapel Hill and Carborough for what many folks say are predatory towing practices. 
time now for sports brought to this hour by New Hope Church. Several players out with injuries. Carolina women's basketball lost to UConn last night, 76-64 in the Basketball Hall of Fame Women's Showcase in Connecticut. Kayla McPherson and Paulina Paris were sitting out. Tiana Key suited up but did not play. So Carolina only had seven players the whole game, and that got knocked down to six in the second half after guard Renaya Kelly took a hit to the face late in the first. Maria Gokdeng led the way with 14 points and 13 rebounds. The game was tied at halftime, but the Huskies were able to pull away in the third. Afterward, head coach Courtney Banghart on the Tar Heel Sports Network. I thought Renaya really gave us a good lift there, and then she got concussed in that second quarter, so we had to play the second half with no sub, no guard subs, which obviously was a real challenge for us. Our kids just got tired, and you could tell. You know, and there you got a lot of guys logging a lot of minutes and, and, and playing tired. We just got to get healthy. I like this group. We just got to get healthy. You can see now six and four on the season. Their next game is this Friday back at home against Western Carolina. Over to football now, where Tar Heel running back Omarion Hampton has been named a Walter Camp First Team All-American. Hampton ranks fourth in the nation with 1,442 rushing yards and eighth in the nation with 15 touchdowns. The entire team also got an honor over the weekend for their work in the classroom. UNC was one of 13 schools to receive the 2023 Academic Achievement Award from the American Football Coaches Association. First time the Tar Heels have ever earned that honor. That award is based on a team's graduation success rate. That's good news, but the Tar Heels are also dealing with multiple players hitting the transfer portal, including tight end Kamari Morales and running back George Petaway, among others. Still, other Carolina stars are trying to decide whether to skip the Duke's Mayo Bowl and get ready for the NFL draft. That includes wide receiver Tez Walker, who has accepted an invite to play in the Senior Bowl, which means he'll be skipping his senior season at Carolina and heading to the pros instead. All of that leaves UNC's roster up in the air for the bowl game on the 27th, and they are just one of many schools dealing with that same issue. Here's David Glenn of the North Carolina Sports Network. Looking forward in today's college football world is more chaotic than at any time since colleges were dealing with world wars. Obviously, that sounds extreme, right? But but I bring that up because, you know, when wars happen, seriously, you weren't sure who was going to be on your roster long, long ago. Guys were coming and going. It was a very strange time in college athletics. Why is it strange now? It's all about the transfer portal and immediate eligibility. So the fact that transfers in most cases don't have to sit out a year anymore. I mean, Mac Brown and his staff not only still have to keep recruiting the high school seniors, of course, as always, but, but and hit the transfer portal for incoming talents like a Tez Walker, for example, this past year. But you have to recruit your own players. We don't know. We already have seen some guys outgoing transfers for the Tar Heels. Not everybody's made their NFL decisions yet. But we don't know how many of the Tar Heels' best players are going to stay versus transfer somewhere else, perhaps for name, image, likeness money, or maybe Carolina's collectives offer name, image, likeness money to not only get their own best players to stay, but lure some great transfers from other schools. That's David Glenn speaking there. You can listen back to the full conversation in the News on the Hill section of our website, Chapelboro.com. Elsewhere in sports, UNC men's soccer star Quincy Yerman has been named a third-team All-American by United Soccer Coaches after he led the team with 10 goals and 7 assists this season. And the Tar Heel Gymnastics team checks in at number 32 in the nation in the Women's Collegiate Gymnastics Association preseason poll. 2024 will be the first season that the ACC sponsors women's gymnastics competition. UNC will compete in that league alongside Clemson, NC State, and Pitt.
Finally, in hockey, the Carolina Hurricanes lost at Vancouver on Saturday 4-3. Now riding a four-game losing streak, the Canes will look to get back on track in their next game tomorrow night at Ottawa.